Good evening, listeners, and welcome along to Across the Line here on Tip FM with myself, Paul Carroll, on this Friday, September the 29th, 2023. Really, really busy show lined up for you this evening. Of course, we're going to be looking ahead to the senior hurling semifinals and all the hurling semifinals across the weekend, intermediate, premier intermediate. We've lots of hurling happening and relegation matches, plenty going on there. We're also going to be looking ahead to the Camogie semifinals this weekend and the senior championship. Geraldine Canan will be on to us talking about those games. And of course, a big super Sunday down the Tipperary Racecourse. We're going to be talking to Tipperary Racecourse Manager Andrew Hogan later in the show. And we're also going to be having our weekly Greyhound update with Barry Drake. So plenty to look forward to on this evening's show. So without further ado, let's get going and uh, talk the hurling this weekend. Loads and loads of games happening. Can't wait. Two of them will be live here on Tip FM. We're going to have Lockmore Castellani versus Tarda Sarsfields live tomorrow evening, quarter past seven. And uh, that one's going to be live with thanks to Defuicha at the Arch Bar in Thurles. And we also have uh, Kildangan against Tumivara, of course, on Sunday at half past three, live on Tip FM. That's one with thanks to Aurier, Owen Dillon in Nina. Those are just two of the uh, games that will be live here on Tip FM this weekend. But plenty of other games to uh, talk through ahead of a very busy weekend of sport here in the Premier County. So to help me go through all these hurling games, I'm delighted to say I'm joined on the line by Tipperary stars Enda Tracy. Enda, you're very welcome to the show. How are you, Paul? All good, Enda. We have a very, very busy weekend ahead of us, I suppose, um, working in the, the local media, but loads of games to look forward to. Um, we've senior semi-finals, Premier Intermediate, Intermediate. Uh, there's Junior B, Junior A games. There's just hurling galore this weekend, so we'll try our best to get through as much of the games as possible over the course of the next uh, 20-odd minutes. We'll start at the top with the senior semi-finals. First one on Saturday evening, quarter past seven. It's a game that's live here on Tip FM with thanks to uh, Defuicha at the Arch Bar in Thurles. That's Thurles Sarsfields versus Lockmore Castellani in Simple Stadium. Quarter past seven throw-in time. A repeat of the 2021 final, um, just mid-derby, really interesting game, but Thurles are coming into this game with a massive kind of head of steam built up over the last couple of weeks, motoring really well. And for Lockmore, out of the um, football last weekend and there's just kind of worries about the fitness of Noel McGrath, if he is going to play and if he is going to be fully fit. So um, how, how do you see this game playing out? Is it, is it too simple to say if, if, if Noel McGrath isn't at his best, Lockmore won't win this game? Or, or how do you kind of see it playing out? Well, like Noel will be a massive loss if he's not available. Like he's, <laughs> he's, a, he's a big player for Tip, let alone Lockmore, especially when these matches come around, these knockout matches against big rivals. Um, I think he it was a hamstring injury he had, and he wasn't he wasn't comfortable. He played the quarter final, but you could see he wasn't moving right. Um, he was in the full forward line, not in the game. Um, I know he didn't play last weekend in the football, so hope, they're probably hoping that he'll come right in time for the weekend. But um, look, even a half fit Noel McGrath will be um, will be will be in addition there. So you'd hope from their perspective that they can get him on the pitch. But like they're playing a Thurles team that are in full flow at the minute and. Our team playing with a lot of confidence and playing with a, a system that really suits the players and and Ronan Maher they have a player there that's it's very hard to bypass him at the minute and it'll be interesting to see how Lockmore address it. Yeah, because it's been an issue all all year for teams playing against Thurles. Is it's been the Ronan Maher show all, all year long for Sarsfield. So yeah, another game where we're kind of interested to see how teams will will match up against him in that kind of sweep and roll role. But for Lockmore, like. They're they're going in as underdogs to this game, almost three to one in, in some of the bookmakers. But 
like they'll believe they can beat Thurlow Sarsfields. They beat them in the 2021 final, which coincidentally was Thurlow Sarsfields manager Paddy Maher's last game um, playing uh, for Thurlow. So he'll want to get one back over Lockmore, I'm sure. But Lockmore will be full of belief going into this game because they know they can beat uh, this Thurlow's team no matter kind of how much, uh, how good form they're, they're in. Absolutely, yeah. Those odds are a bit crazy to me. I, I, I remember back in 21, lead up to that county final, I think Thurlis were strong favourites for that as well. And, you know, Lockmore are a team that's really like, upturned the odds regularly enough. It doesn't really doesn't really bother them. Um, but as I said earlier, like, you're going to have to address the Ronan Maher issue. He's the base for everything good that Thurlis are doing. You know, he gives the defensive solidity there, but he's also starting attacks, um, setting up scores at the other end of the pitch. So, I, I don't know, did they put John McGraw out there and try to get John to run him up there and take up a bit of uh, Ronan's... Uh, attention and maybe creates a bit of room for other lads inside Lee McGrath and Kieran McCormack or something like that. But um, you know, I I, told, I don't think it's going to be a, 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 a an easy win either direction. It's probably going to be a close game, one score game. But I think the weather is due to be pretty dirty tomorrow night under lights, so it might might suit Lockmore to bring him into a bit of a battle. Um, but it's going to be a cracker of a game. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, really looking forward to it. And we could talk a half an hour about this game alone, but we're going to have to keep things moving. That's Saturday, quarter past seven. Then on Sunday at half past three in Semple Stadium, it's Kiladangan versus Tumivara. Uh, that game is also live here on Tip FM with thanks to Aurier Own Dillon in Nina. Um, Enda, you're a Tumivara man yourself. Uh, it's been a really exciting year for the club, I'd imagine, the under-19 final to come next weekend. But um, coming into a, a semi-final against Kiladangan, it's a team that uh, you've played a lot in the last couple of years. Kiladangan, of course, are going into this game as big favourites. But I think uh, Toome will have plenty of belief going down to Thurlis on Sunday. Yeah, there's a lot of excitement around it. Um, the lads are from Clarenston and they've heard well all year. Um, it's great to be in a semi-final and it's a pretty young team, which is the, the most satisfying part about it. That there's, you'd be, imagine that they're not yet hitting their peak yet and they're in a semi-final with a, with a chance to get to that final now. You know, there'll be there'll be no pressure really because Kiladangan are coming into the game as strong favourites and rightly so. Uh, we haven't beaten them in championships since 2011 in a North final and we've played them a, a fairly regularly since. So, you know, they they do have the Indian sign over us, but, you know, it'll have to come to an end someday anyway. And we'll be hoping it's on Sunday, but um, Kiladangan are such an experienced team at this stage. You know, they've been to so, been so many county finals and semi-finals over the last six, seven years. So, you know, they're a really seasoned team and, any time we've come close to beating them, they've always had that bit of an edge coming down the last ten minutes. If we found a way to beat us, so um, you know it's probably they're probably favourites going into it, but there'll be no pressure on the two lads. Yeah, I know a really interesting game and two North rivals, as I mentioned. Uh, Kiladangan, of course, fifth semi-final in a row, so that's just the the kind of form they're in, and I suppose it's a Kiladangan team that. Um, kind of under the radar will be coming into this with a bit of hurt I suppose from like losing the county final last year in um, in a replay so I'm sure that they're only raring to get back to the, the Dan Breen decider so they'll be coming down here full of um, you know just once in terms of getting getting back to a decider and maybe righting the wrongs of last year Yeah and they're a team that are pretty much on their peak at the minute and you know they've only won county title to show for their efforts over the last few years and you know, that's probably underachievement for them because they've been in the shake-up to win them so many times um, and they'll be desperate to get a few more on the board before these lads start to go over the hill in terms of their in terms of their best hurling. So, you know, like, they're, they're look, there's no, no two ways about it. They're a very, very good team and 
if they hurl really well, they'll be difficult to beat. So they'll be desperate to to get another county title on the board, and this will be another step towards it if they can if they can hurl well. And that one's at half past three on Sunday. And if you're just uh, wanting more and more hurling on Sunday, half past one. So the curtain raiser. Uh, down in Semple Stadium is Aerog Sean Tracy's against Gurtnahu Glengool in the under 19B uh, hurling final. So that's also on in Semple Stadium at half past one before that senior game at half past three. Um, we'll, we'll stay going here. Interestingly enough, last year we were talking about Killer One McDonough's in Upper Church Drumban in the county semi final. And here they are 12 months later uh, on Sunday at one o'clock in Dalla meeting in a relegation semi final. So Killer One haven't got a win all year for Upper Church Dunban. They'll feel hard done by uh, just on, on score difference, somehow finding themselves bottom of their group in the group stages and coming off a, a busy weekend last weekend, beating Kilsheelan in penalties in the football. So it's really contrasting fortunes. We haven't seen Killer One in what feels like an eternity since their last game. So hard to know kind of who's kind of back back in uh, full fitness for them uh, against Upper Church Dunban here. But this relegation is just it's almost impossible to decide with any sort of certainty who's going to win these games. But um, between Killer One, McDonough's and Upper Church Ramban, can you give some sort of prognosis for how you think this is going to go? It's really difficult, especially um, with the break since the teams have last played a hurling match. I know Jacob Rackins have been playing fairly well in football since they finished up. And they finished on a fairly strong note, beating, beating Drummond Inch convincingly in their last group game. So, you know, we've spoken about Paddy Cadell and the influence he has on the team and you know, they're a different team when he's on the pitch and since he's come back they've played well in both played extra extra well in both codes, so he's a big addition to them for in uh for the case for killer one for killer one, you know, like they've they've had a good break and they'll be delighted that they got that break and I think Canalty, to be honest, uh, getting through the preliminary quarter final, they'd have been delighted with that to give him an extra week to get uh, bodies right and to try and build up to the game. I, I think Mark O'Neill is missing for the match. Um, I think he's out for the year. But I hear that Craig Morgan and Niall Amara are going to be, be available. Um, however fit they are, I don't know. But they'll be they'll be available for selection anyway. And there's, there's worry that James Cleary might be out of the country for the game. So, you know, there's there's pluses and minuses for Killer One. It's been that kind of a year for them. They haven't, they haven't had a break in terms of injury or performance all year. So they'll just be desperate to get this over and done with in one, in one, one match. They don't want to be going down to the relegation final where they could be, they'll be playing another good team um, with a chance of going down. Yeah, I know. It's, it's really fascinating, this this relegation scrap, because, uh, you know, like these teams are just looking for one performance to just get them out of dodge. And Killer One against Upper Churches in Dalla on Sunday at one o'clock, Saturday at half past three, is Clownty Ross Moore versus J.K. Brackens. That game is on in the rag. So just uh, really uh, fascinating matchups there in the senior relegation. We'll head to uh, Premier Intermediate now. We've the two semi finals this weekend. Saturday at half past two in Tumivara, it's Lura versus Cashel King Cormacs. And then on Sunday at two o'clock in Borlahan, it's Killinall against Thurla Sarsfield. So this Lura versus Cashel game in Tum on Saturday is just set up to be a, a really cracking affair. Like these two teams have been on great form all year and uh, we'll be looking to uh, get to uh, get to a Premier Intermediate final. Of course, Lura were back there a couple of years ago against Mullinahon and uh, have gone have gone the long way around getting back to another one. But here they are now with a, lo- a lot of form behind them uh, going up against a Cashel team that also has a lot of form behind them. So this is just a, a meeting of two really teams in great form and a uh, lot to look forward to for this one. Yeah, two teams with a lot of good players on, on view. Um, Laura will be... They'll be they'll be happy to be at this stage. They were really run close by uh, Conor Kenny uh, last weekend. Um, I'd say that that delay of the game probably 
probably hindered their performance a bit, you know. I think, you know, they were going out every two weeks all year and then that just kind of scuppered their progress. Um, Colin Fogarty had to really dig them out late on in the game. I think they went behind by a point for three or four minutes ago, so mm. they didn't play to their best, but they'll uh, they'll be delighted to be there and, and they'll feel that they have more more in the locker in terms of performance. But Cashel have been slowly building all year, in fairness to them. Um, since that Mind Temple 2 game, the first day where they won where they won with 12 of the 12 players in the pitch. So they've got players back in the meantime with the Ryans coming back and uh, Dan Maloney and all them. So, you know, they're, they're a team that are they're really on the, on the rise and the two Connollys there are real driving force behind them. So, you know, it's going to be hard to call that game. I know the bookies have that fairly tight, so they're rarely wrong in these situations. But I have a small feeling Cashel might just have enough and uh, Laura, I don't know if they're starting to their performance is starting to dwindle a little bit as the year is going on, so I fancy maybe Cashel to sneak that by a point or two. Yeah, that one's in tomb on Saturday at half two. On Sunday at two o'clock then, as I said, it's uh, Thurla Sarsfields against Killinall in Borderlan. Uh, Killinall, really impressive win over Carrick Swans and Thurlis uh, beat uh, Burgess in the quarterfinals. Um, how, do, how do you see this going? Like, do you know, Killinall, Thurlis beat Killinall, was it in the group stages last year, I want to say, or in the last couple of years they've beaten them, but they're a, a second team and I, I'd say the county board are nearly hoping that they don't have the, to worry about the headache of Thurlis Sarsfield's second team possibly winning the uh, the the Seamus O'Reen this year, but um, how do we see this one going in, in Borlan on Sunday? Yeah, they did beat them last year, but I think it's a different Killinall team this year. It's fair to say, um, playing with a lot of confidence, playing playing really good hurling, and they have a very, very, very strong starting fifteen. All this without bubbles, you know. Um, you know, we we were talking about the preview of the Killinall and Carrick Swan game in the quarter final the last day. You know, usually those games go down to the wire between South rivals, but Killinall were <clears throat> they had the game over by half time. They were really impressive. Um, just look really fit, really well organised. Declan Fanning has them in great shape this year. But in fairness to Thurlis, they're hurling well themselves and they have a lot of quality on the team. You know, they have ridiculous quality for a second team, really all told. But Mikey Cattle there, Jack Lanigan and Lee McCormick playing really well. Harry Fitzgibbon, you know, they have, they have a lot of really good players and a lot of really good young players that have come up through the ranks the last couple of years. So, you know, it'll probably be tighter than a lot of people think. But you'd imagine if Killinall could keep up the form that they've been shown. Um, uh, they'll they'll manage to squeak through, but it won't be a handy one. Yeah, and there's I feel like there's always kind of nearly pressure on on a team playing a different team's second team. So yeah. uh, Kilnall might feel that Sunday two o'clock in Borla, and then uh, also on it's on a Saturday at half past one in Nina, a kind of highly anticipated Premier Intermediate uh, relegation final, Newport against Portro. Um, two North teams in this game playing in Nina. Uh, probably going to be a good crowd in there. This is going to be as as much of a, a scrappy, kind of really tense, full uh, kind of a relegation final as you could imagine. Yeah, there's two teams that are they're, they're desperately, uh, well, not unlucky, but they'll be they'll be desperately uh, disappointed with themselves that they're in this situation. You know, we wouldn't have picked, picked either of these teams out to be in this situation at the start of the year. But, um, you know, Portugal's problems have just uh, snowballed all year with, without their two main scorers. I know we keep going on about it, but... You know, they've been such big losses for them and they just can't. Without, with the exception of John Sheedy, they're just not scoring heavy. Um, there's a lot of reliance on John this weekend. He'll have to shoot the lights out, be 100% with his freeze and just hope everything goes goes their way. But Newport, are, they're probably playing worse than Portrow. You could you could make the argument that Portrow have put in some decent performances but just haven't had the quality to get over the line. 
Um, whereas Newport are playing poorly all year, you know, with the exception of Colin Flyde up there, they're, 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 most of their players aren't playing to their ability, to be honest. Um, and as far as I'm aware, Oshin O'Brien won't be available this weekend. I think he was he went off an ankle injury against mine. So. Yeah, he looks to be in a bit of bother going off the field, all right. Yeah, so. he looks in bother. So um, you know, it's 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 hard to ju- it's hard to see how can uh, Newport get a win out of this one because the form is poor and the personnel will be lacking. So you can imagine the Port these battling qualities. We always talk about them will come through, and they'll be hoping that they can squeak through and and get out of the relegation scrap. Yeah, no, and uh, it's going to be a really, really interesting game uh, in Nina on Sunday. It's going to be just so tense and uh, every ball is battled for even more in these relegation finals. So uh, really interesting to see how that one goes. Uh, the intermediate semifinals then have thrown up some uh, great ties. Money goal and Borgelahan uh, on Saturday. Early game, half 12 in Temple Tui. Then also on Saturday, quarter to four, Golden Kilfiekel against Kilsheelan. And a reminder to listeners, that game has been moved from Littleton to Bansha, so it's on in Bansha on Saturday. So, Money Goal and Borhalahan, I was at the game when they played each other in the group stages up in Temple Derry. That was a draw that day. And, uh, you know, it, it, not to be sitting on the fence or anything, but it's very hard to even call this one. Although, I, I'm, as far as I'm aware, Borland might be missing one or two. Uh, I believe Brian Ogo-Dwyer mightn't be able to uh, feature, so he's going to be a loss there. But two teams that know each other have played each other a couple of times in the last uh, last few years. So really interesting to see how this one plays out in Temple Tui. Yeah, they're, they're two of the favourites, aren't they? And they have been since group stages. You know, that's... Borgelahan are coming into this game as slight underdogs, which is funny considering that they topped the group um, uh, with, with Moneygall and Kilsheelan in it. Um, so, you know, they're hurling well enough. Um, Brian O'Dwyer is a player that they're missing now big time. You could tell there against Kickhams that they were missing him up there. And uh, Dara Hickey really stepped up to the stepped up to the mark for them in the game because it was tight enough for large spells in the second half. Um, but they eventually got through. Um, they're playing a Money goal team was an embarrassment of riches in the forward line in particular. You know, the, we've spoken about Joe Fogarty and, uh, and Sean Kennelly regularly, but Paddy Fogarty's really hurling well for them there. He's, yeah. scored, he's scoring very heavy and he's, he's a real live wire inside in the full forward line. Um, so, you know, they're, they're a very good team, you know, and they're, they're a young team, but they're coming to their, they're coming to the boil nicely as the year has gone on. So, yeah, this is probably one of the games of the weekend that's kind of going under the radar with all the Premier Intermediate and Senior games going on, but this will be an absolute cracker. Are you leaning money goal or what? What would you see you playing? Uh, money goal very marginally. Um, I think they'll probably have too much scoring threat for for Borhalan for a finish. Yeah, so that's Temple Tui at half twelve, as I said, uh, Saturday, and then Golden Kilfiko versus Kilsheelan also Saturday in Bancha at quarter to four. Golden with just an unbelievable performance in the quarterfinal to see off Drummond Inch, which was kind of unexpected given the fact that they just got out of the group with a, a last-minute goal. Um, Kilsheelan, of course, are after going through the disappointment of losing a penalty shootout to Upper Church Drumban in the uh, senior football quarterfinals last weekend. They've played an awful lot of games in the last few weeks, but it's probably going to be Kilsheelan going in as favourites for this game, looking to get back to an intermediate final. But I feel like Golden and Kilfiekel are kind of... Uh, dangerous at the minute because they might feel like they're nearly playing with the house's money given how they got out of the group. Yeah, they're like similar to them in the senior they're in real bonus territory, you know, they they got out of that group by the skin of their teeth and they were hurling terribly for all their group all their group games are really poor and they just a ten or fifteen minute spell near the end of the game got them through. 
they've built on that since. A really impressive win against uh, Drummond Inch, who are, very, are a good team at this level. They're cooperating at Intermediate for a long time now, and they have some good players, so they've been delighted with that. Um, they're coming up against the Kilsheelan team. They have a lot of games played this year, Paul, between the two codes and a preliminary quarter-finals and extra time. You know, they've a lot of mileage on the legs, and maybe that's something that will give Golden hope uh, in the game, that if they can run them down the last 10, 15 minutes and they're still in the game, they can maybe sneak a win here. But, um, you know, if, if Kilsheelan are, are are playing well and the, the fatigue doesn't set in, it's hard to see them not winning the game. You know, they've... They have a lot of really good quality forwards there, and they're they're a very good team. You know they are fit, but you know there, there's nobody trained for these amount of matches and the amount of mileage they've had over the last few weeks. It's been it's been incredibly hectic, so it might make it a bit closer. But uh, I I fancy Kilsheelan still come out on top of this. Yeah, that's uh, Saturday, as I said, quarter to four down in Bancha. Finally, just before I let you go, Endo, we've the uh, Kiladangan against Upper Church Ramban and Temple Derry at half three on Saturday. This is the intermediate hurling relegation final. So um, both Kiladangan and Upper Church, I suppose, Upper Church have a, a busy uh, weekend with the relegation semi-final in the senior and the relegation final in the intermediate for Kiladangan. They're going to be hoping that they can get a win here and avoid relegation and uh, kind of build momentum up before their uh, seniors play tomb on Sunday but um, I think Upper Church probably might have surprised a few with the performance against Arvale just uh, losing by a point in that relegation semi-final Kildangan losing after extra time to Shannon Rovers but I'm looking at this thinking Kildangan should be um, kind of favourites going into this game but that Upper Church Shumban performance against Arvale Rovers has um, probably worried maybe a, a few a few people down in, down in the puck on direction heading into this game yeah, they'll be they'll be slightly apprehensive going into it, regardless of who they're playing, because they're not hurling particularly well themselves. I know, you know, they've been stripped by a lot of uh, players that were playing on the team last year for the seniors this year. Um, you know, and it's it's been a, a big big turnaround of players for them. Um, but they still have quality there, and they have experience in Rory Gleeson and Marty Minahan, Darry Egan is still in the goals. But most of the team, in fairness, is made up from from young lads. In fairness, but. Uh, you know, they've experienced at this level. They're here, what, three or four years between intermediate and premier intermediate. And, you know, they're playing an upper church team to have them won a game all year. I know they've come close um, against Ballybacon and, as you said, Arvale. But um, they're just not, they just don't have the scoring to uh, keep into the likes of Kildangan. Even losing to Shannon Orvitz last day, Kildangan scored 4-14. Like, so, like, they have the ability to score um, when they're playing well. So, they still have plenty of quality. So, it, look, it's, it's Kildangan's to win, but... Upper Church will be hoping that they can drag them into a battle and I know it's meant to be a dirty enough day on, on Saturday so maybe that'll that'll um, even the score a bit for them but you know it's hard to see them getting enough of a punch up front to uh, trouble Kiladang. Yeah no that's a, a, another one to look forward to on Saturday. I'll just run down through the rest of the fixtures before I let you go. We've Junior A quarter or semi-finals this weekend Saturday two o'clock half past two in Anacarthy Holy Cross Bally Cal against Ballina Hinch and then Sunday at 12 o'clock in Holy Cross, it's County Ross Moore against J.K. Brackens. In the uh, Junior A football uh, quarterfinals game happening uh, this evening at 8 o'clock in Drumban, Aravale Rovers versus Ross Gray. Then we also have uh, Junior B quarterfinals this weekend. First one is on this evening in Dr. Morris Park at half past seven, Carrick Swan versus Knock. Uh, tomorrow at half past one in Bursley, we've Nakshigauna against Kappa White. 
on uh, Saturday at 3 o'clock in New Inn it's Drum and Inch against Clarehan and then on Sunday at 4 o'clock in Newport it's uh, Solahead against Money Gall so that kind of rounds off what is an extremely busy weekend of Gaelic games here in Tipperary uh, Enda Tracy from the Tipperary Star thanks Moon for joining us on Across the Line so now it's time for our first ad break. We'll be talking camogie after these. And you're welcome back to Across the Line here on Tip FM with myself, Paul Carroll, on this Friday, the 29th of September, 2023. Now, we just spoke to Enda Tracy before the break, looking ahead to all the weekend's hurling action and plenty of semi-finals to look forward to. But we also have plenty of semi-finals and knockout games to look forward to in the County Camogie Championships and to talk through the senior semi-finals. I'm delighted to say I'm joined on the line by Tipperary Camogie Piero, Geraldine Canan. Geraldine, you're very welcome to the show. Thanks, Paul. So, Geraldine, we're down to the semi-final stages now in uh, the senior championship. We've Thurla Sarsfields against Drummond Inch. That's on Saturday at half past three in the County Camogie Grounds. And then on Sunday at half past three in the County Camogie Grounds is Clownty Ross Moore versus Bursley. Of course, all four of these teams coming off of uh, wins in the quarterfinals just last weekend. So a quick enough turnaround for a lot of these teams. But we'll start with Saturday, uh, Thurla Sarsfields against Drummond Inch. Interestingly enough, about these two senior games is both uh, both of these games have happened in the group stages before already. So Thurlis Sarsfields and Drum and Inch. Drum had a four-point victory over Thurlis in the group stages. Um, th- this is kind of new enough territory for Thurlis in terms of they haven't been to a senior final. So if they were to beat Drum and Inch, um, it would be massive for the club. For Drum and Inch, they're on the on the route to five in a row in terms of uh, winning the county title. So there are two teams maybe... Um, Drum and Inch would way more experience, of course, but this could be closer than what you might expect just looking at it on paper. Yeah, look, I suppose it's familiar territory for Drum and Inch to be in a, in a county semi-final, but for Tour de Sartes, I suppose um, it's hard to believe. I think it's only their third year up senior, you know. I mean, from the minute they came up into the senior ranks, they really quitted themselves very well straight away. They were, they were a handful for any, um, any team, and, you know, they... They really backed themselves no matter who they were playing. And I suppose what they were lacking maybe in the last two years has been a bit of consistency in their campaign and, you know, maybe backing up really good performances back-to-back. So I think definitely this year they've got that into their game. You know, they've no manager this year in Aaron. You know, I think anyone watching them would say they've definitely come on a lot this year. I think he's brought them to the next level and we've seen that consistency. They've been very good throughout the group stages. Um, they, they came second in the group behind Drum, you know, won all their matches except for the Drum game and then, you know, won their quarter final. So they're definitely there on merit. They're, you know, they've proven to be a top four team this year. Um, and what I've seen of the matches this year, and I've seen, you know, most of the matches this year, the Drum and Turles game in the group stages I thought was the best game of the championship this year the hurling was top class it was you know I had everything it was up and down the field physicality great scores high scoring game um, drum pipped it in the end 316 to 215 so only four points in it nothing in it really and um, you know I suppose I'd be expecting a repeat of that on, on Saturday um, you know I suppose question Turles will, will have to answer is have they bridged that gap in the meantime you know if Drum had a four point advantage that day have Turles will they be able to come out and close that gap um, have Drum bought it to a new level Drum probably haven't been tested really since that game they were very impressive over Kickhams in the quarter final um, Turles much closer game against Anna Carty but I think they always looked like winning that game um, they probably would be disappointed the way they you know, let Anna Carty back into it with goals. But look, that's probably no harm to to, to go into a, a, um, a semi-final and all that. You know, there's improvements to be made. They won their quarter-final, but they're not happy with how they played and they can play better. So that's probably no harm either. But uh, mm. 
Drum certainly look very strong and, you know, we'll be favourites going into this game, but, you know, Drum will be very wary. Like I said, you know, they were they were lucky enough to beat them in the group stages. It could have easily gone anyway. And, um, you know, they'll, they'll, it should be a cracking game. And, you know, I just think anyone around on Saturday should really get to this game. It should be really good. And just for, like, when we look at Thurlis, we, we obviously think of Karen Kendi and the form she's on. How do you think Drum and Inch kind of will, will match up against Karen? She's kind of operating in kind of midfield there, so it's, it might be hard to just maybe pin someone on her. So, um, I'd, but I'm, I'd imagine that's the kind of focus of maybe Drum's preparations for this weekend. Yeah, look, they'll have to have someone picked out to mark her. Um, I know Mary Davidson was operating midfield there when they played in the group stages and she marked her. And, um, you know, Karen obviously was still influential, but Mairead is a top-class player and, and, you know, did a good job on her as well. And But, you know, since then, since then, Mairead has got moved back to centre-back in the last couple of games. So whether they'll move her back out to midfield or whether someone else will pick up, whether, you know, the, the last couple of games, Drum have played Aoife McGrath and Caroline Shanahan midfield, whether one of them will pick her up or whether they'll, they'll move things around and bring Mairead out, back out to midfield. But, look, they're definitely going to be looking at one of their senior inter-county girls, give her the job of picking her up and... You know, and you'd probably, as a result, that player will probably won't have a big influence on the game, but her job will just be to try and stop the influence of Karen, you know. And, like, she's a class player. She's there in midfield. And I still think if Turles had the opportunity to push her up to the forwards, she could cause real damage. But they probably need her at midfield there. And But even at midfield, she's picking up a couple of goals and points in every game. She just has such an engine on her. But, you know, Turles are a lot more than just Karen Kendi and, like, I think their half-back line is really strong with Emma Carey and Laura Lachnan, you know, two really top-class players. And I thought they did a lot of damage against Rome in the group stages. And then, you know, like players like Rebecca O'Mara, Quiva Stakelin, Lucy Perth, they're all just young players, but they've really um, gelled into this group and into the senior, and they've kind of really matured into senior players. And, you know, alongside the usual players like Kira Cummins and 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 uh, Aoife Dwyer then, you know, Aoife's on the tip junior team last year and, and a sub on the senior as well. Like, you know, there's there's plenty of hands in the Torless team and, you know, they, they just need to be at their best now and get the best out of them all again on Saturday. Yeah, no, really fascinating one. Saturday, half past three in the County Camogie Grounds. Torless Arsfields against Drummond Inch, the first of the senior semi-finals. The second one then, as I said, Sunday at half three in the County Camogie Grounds is Clownty Ross Moore versus Bursley. Clownty, of course, kind of searching for this elusive senior uh, crown. They've lost a couple of uh, finals in a row to Drummond Inch, so they'll be looking to try and get back to another final. Going up against last year's intermediate champions in Bursley, who've really kind of uh, stamped their mark on this uh, senior championship this year. They played on Monday evening against Burgess Duhara, a game that I was at, and you know, when, when Bursley, they're the intermediate champions coming up, um, it's obviously a step up in class going up against Clownty Rossmore. But when you look at the Bursley team lined out, you know, suddenly there's there's two or three girls there nominated for All-Stars this year. They have a, a sprinkling of a lot of the, the younger junior players as well. So, um, of course, these sides met in the group stages. Clownty won that game well, but Bursley will take a lot of confidence from that win over Burgess Duhara. Yeah, they certainly will. And, you know, talking there about... You know, David Mara getting the best out of the Turles Arsenal's players, but Sean Mara certainly is getting the best out of this Burris League group. You know, they won the league, they won the intermediate, very competitive intermediate championship. They won that last year, like they were pushed to the pin of their collars last year in the county semi final and again in the final, and they came out on top. They went into the league unbeaten, won the league, went through the group stages, and like they beat, you know, they beat Cashel, they beat Kickham, same as Clonty did, they drew Anna Carthy just like Clonty did, but they came up short against Clonty, you know, they were well beaten, four goals. 413 to 9 points but they were out I suppose 
uh, Nicole Walsh there, a key player for them, and Katie Fitzgerald. And, you know, nine points was poor scoring that day, but, you know, that's, you know, Nicole will make a huge difference there on that scoreboard, you know, and that's what they need. They need everyone back. But, you know, like I said, what they have, they have this great self-belief. They have huge support. You know, they're expecting a massive crowd both days, but especially a massive Burt Lee crowd to come come to the County Camogie Grounds on Sunday for this game. And, you know, that self-belief, that winning kind of formula that they have, that where they're able to dig out wins. Again, the birds tomorrow put into the pin of the collar again uh, on Monday night in Bursley and they got over the line. So just, there's so much, I suppose, ex- you know, even though they're not that experienced, they have that experience of winning tight games and mm. back to the double extra time last year, you know, in Bursley the other night, having to dig it out and get a win, um, you know, drawing against Anna Carty, beating Kickhams this year. They've done so well this year that, you know, look, it would be, I think, a fairy tale if they could get to a senior final in the first year up senior, but if there's any team that can kind of upset the odds, it probably would be Boris Lee, but you'd have to say Clonty would be favourites. When you look at the Clonty team, right down the middle, the likes of Claude Cork, Courtney Ryan, uh, Kate Farncombe, Casey Hennessy, Cotsman, like very strong players there, Ema Lukeman, one of the top defenders, you know, you'd imagine that they'd be too strong for Boris and too much experience, but they probably haven't set the championship alight yet, and you know, even the day against Bursley when they bet them, they were out caught the van. But then you had the likes of Ema Burke stepping up and scoring three goals, Courtney Ryan doing really well. So I think what Clonty are missing is, you know, they need look they know what they're gonna get from Cot. Cot's gonna produce the goals, but they need the other players all around her chipping in and, and, and getting more on the scoreboard, you know, and they need I think Courtney Ryan is playing very well this year, but they need Courtney, they need Casey, they need Ema Burke all playing well all at the same time and probably that's what's been missing for them. And I think if they do that, I think, you know, they, they should get over Boris Lee. But like Boris have Julianne Burke, who would probably pick up Caught the van and, and will do a great job. They have, like you said, Tracy Ryan nominated for an All-Star. Could she come back centre-back and, and, and quite in Courtney Ryan? And then they have players like Aoife Ryan. You know, I thought she was very good uh, against Boris Duhara. Got that goal, caused trouble. Danny Ryan, you know, run all day, full of energy. And younger players like Ava Beaver and Trey's groom just slotted into the team there full of confidence full of self-belief and they're just they're, they're a difficult opposition for anyone and you know all the teams have struggled against them this year and whether they can produce something special on Sunday and beat Clonty who will be favourites for this you know it remains to be seen but another really good uh, county semi-final is expected Yeah and I suppose just uh, from my own viewing of Bursley maybe they just probably need to just uh ensure that they don't give up as much kind of goal-scoring opportunities that they give up on Monday against Burgess because Clonauti, uh, as they've showed in the group, are well able to punish. So that one will be interesting game Sunday at half three. Uh, just before we let you go, there's a, there's a list as long as a sheet of paper in front of me in terms of games this weekend in the Intermediate Championship. We've Junior A semi-finals, Junior B two semi-finals, Junior B quarter-finals. It's a really busy weekend of, uh, of Camogie. But the Senior Relegation Final is on this weekend. It's on in Kilcommon at 12 o'clock on Sunday. Uh, Cashel King Cormacs versus Nina Erogue. And just from the outside looking in, Geraldine, I, I'd imagine Cashel will be kind of fairly overwhelming favourites for this one, given how Nina have gone so far this year. Um, and Cashel, you know, in a tough group, probably unlucky to not to get out of it. So probably hard to look past Cashel in that one. Yeah, definitely so. And, and look, I, I can't speak for Cashel or Nina, but I'd imagine for Cashel it would be an absolute disaster if they were relegated. You know, they were in a county semi-final last year would have liked to have pushed on this year and didn't get out of the group and in relegation. So to me, that's a disaster. And they'll definitely want to win on Sunday and, and, you know, get back to business next year. But, you know, I don't know if it would be quite the same disaster for Nina. You know, again, maybe they'll think differently. I'm not close to the club or anything. But, 
for them, you know, they've struggled in senior the last couple of years. They, a lot of results here and there, maybe a draw or a win here and there, but really, they, I think they've struggled. And I remember when they won the Intermediate County Final and they were very impressive and they were even, they, they ran gold here very close in the Munster Club Championship then, but unfortunately, haven't kicked on from them. And, you know, I don't know if going back into me, there would be any real harm for them, really, in terms of trying to develop the younger players. And, you know, I don't know, I don't think it's any good for them going out and getting wallopins like they have been doing maybe in the last couple of years so to me it wouldn't be the worst scenario for Nina to go down but it certainly would be for Cash. I think based on you know trying to compete with the top teams and, and senior so look um, I could see Cash winning this um, fairly comfortably but again I could be wrong maybe Nina will circle the wagons and say this is what we want as a club and have better ambitions than this but you know I, I definitely think Cash will be favourites and you know even you know, if you look down through the teams, they look to be much stronger on paper. Yeah, so that's Sunday at 12 noon in Kilcommon. Uh, Jordan, we're going to have to leave it at that, but uh, thanks for joining us and Across the Line. Thanks, Paul. And it's always great to have Jordan Canan there running down through the Camogie fixers this weekend as we look to bring the Senior Championship down to the final two. Now, just before we take our second ad break, plenty of other sport happening across Tipperary and further afield this weekend. Of course, Ben Healy, Nina Man, a killer one man, I should say, is uh, in line to start for Scotland tomorrow evening against Romania at the Rugby World Cup. So all eyes will be on that one. Elsewhere in rugby tomorrow, uh, Brian Gleeson of Lockmore. We would have heard of him earlier in the year with the Ireland under-20s. He is set to start for, or for, to feature for Munster tomorrow. They're playing the Barbarians in Thoman Park. He's named on the bench, so that would be his Munster senior debut if he was to be used there in Thoman Park tomorrow. So plenty of excitement there. Also plenty of soccer action happening over the weekend this evening in the Munster Junior Cup. Money goal host Shin Roan uh, tomorrow uh, in the NTNDL Premier Division where cross host Clota Rangers at 8pm on Sunday. There's a massive game in the Munster uh, Champions Cup at quarter final stage. Peak Villa take on Arrow Rovers. That's on in Thurlis at 3pm on Sunday. So it's basically the uh, NTNDL Premier Division champions are overs against the uh, TSDL Premier Division champions in Peak Villa. We also have an FAI Junior Cup game uh, on Sunday, Killavilla at home to Tip Town. Uh, Barway Rovers versus Balamaki at 11am on Sunday and BT Harps versus Ard Crony at the same time as the two Premier Division games in the north of the county this weekend. And then if we look at the uh, TSDL Premier Division this weekend, uh, of course I mentioned the quarterfinal between Peak Villa and Ard Rovers. Three games down for decision, Clamell Town at home to Clamell Celtic on Sunday at 3 then both these games at 12 o'clock, two mile Burris at home to St. Michael's and Wilderness Rovers at home to Care Park. So plenty of action to look forward to in there. Also worth mentioning the success of uh, Ashley Maloney this week over in Australia. A hat-trick of goals for her and uh, that was yesterday for the Geelong Cats and Ashley McCarthy, another care woman, scored two goals uh, for the West Coast Eagles today in the AFLW. So um, and this weekend, of course, Orla O'Dwyer is still to uh, get into some bit of action for Brisbane Lions. I'm not sure if they're playing Saturday or Sunday, but great to see the uh, Tipperary girls doing well down in Australia and uh, long may it continue. So now we're going to take our second ad break of the night. Still plenty to come on the show. We're going to be talking Tipperary uh, Racecourse's biggest day of the year on Sunday. And we're going to be talking Greyhound Racing. All that and more after these. And you're welcome back to the third and final part of Across the Line here on Tip FM. Myself, Paul Carroll, on this Friday, the 29th of September, 2023. Now, on this coming Sunday, it's the biggest day in the calendar for Tipperary Racecourse. They have a big days of horse racing action, of course, over the flats and over the jumps. 
and uh, we also have a big day ahead in terms of uh, off the course activities down at the Tipperary race course on Sunday as well uh, so plenty to look forward to there and to look ahead to it I'm delighted to say I'm joined on the line by Tipperary race course manager Andrew Hogan Andrew you're very welcome to the show Thanks a million, Paul. Thanks a million for having me on. Yeah, you've a, you've a super Sunday is what it's been called here. Uh, this Sunday, of course, a, a massive uh, weekend or massive day of races on a Tipperary race course. I believe there's three grade trees on. There's uh, plenty of big races. So just talk us through some of the some of the big races people can expect here uh, on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, no, it's the highlight of the year for us at Tipperary. Um, no, a fantastic card, I suppose. Um, the three grade one are races over jumps and a listed race and a flat. The grade three horse and jockey hurl is the, the feature over jumps and the recent Galway hurl winner Zarek the Brave will be favourite for that race and looks hard to to beat um, in that race and then the other two grade threes on the card the Boyle Sports and grade three novice hurl uh, looks another good race to, Arctic Fly, trained by Willie Mullins and ridden by Sean O'Keefe, looks looks probably the one one to beat there. But I was very impressed with um, probably an unexposed horse, uh, Birdie or Bus, trained by Henry de Romhead and ridden by Rachel Blackmore in off a lightweight of one and maiden here impressively back in May. So that would be would be one to watch out there. Then the other grade three in the card is the Odwire Steel, Dundrum Novice, Steeplechase. Um, and Sharjah will go off favourite here. The six-time grade one winner over Hurls and previous Galway Hurl winner, uh, Willie Mullins and, and Paul Townend looks to be to be the one to, to, to beat here. And I'd expect Captain Corby, trained by Dusty Sheehy, ridden by Jack Kennedy, uh, to, to come in second on that. Um, on the flat, then the feature races the Coolmore Stud, Concord Stakes, um, and Cosmic Vega, trained by Mick Halford and Tracy Collins, um, looks looks the one there. But um, there's a, Joseph O'Brien has has two winners and another local horse who ran well here the last day, Bells on Her Toes, trained by the Slattery's and Killinall and. Um, Finish fourth in a group three here in on the first of September and could could be could be knocking on the door as well. And we finish off the 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 day then with the Peppermill Restaurant Nina Phillies um flat race and um Alice Morgan uh, trained by Willie Mullins and Patrick Mullins is is hard to oppose here. Then I suppose off the track we've a lot going on as well, and um, we'll have the the pre de lark on the the big screen to to show all the racing from Longchamp, and we'll have the the rider cup on a few TVs here as well. We have um, the CJ Kick and Brass Band will be playing an arrival, and Handy Pack will be playing music in the Bulmers Barkey after racing. So. Uh, great social day out and I nearly forgot probably the for 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 the young people around this area anyway the Scarkine Pony Club race is on after it'll be the, the ninth race in the card on Sunday so we've we've 10 runners and riders for for that race so there'll be plenty of excitement for that as well.
Brilliant, yeah, really good day in store. And I suppose for for yourselves, um, organising these things, plenty of rain during the during the week, which is an ideal. What what way do you think the ground's going to be come Sunday? Um, at the moment, I think I don't think I think there'll be very little change from what we are at the moment. We're soft to heavy in the flat, and we're soft yielding in places on the national hunt course. We've a dry day today, and. Some rain tomorrow morning, a few heavy heavy showers, and then mainly dry on Sunday. So I wouldn't expect it to change much from what it is. And I suppose in one way, and for the we're we're hard to keep happy. We we wanted it to rain on the jumps track, and we wanted the sun to shine on the flat track. So uh, no, overall I think we're we're in a very good position going into Sunday. Um, and the first race, of course, is off at one forty. Brilliant. And for people that want to go, I'd imagine you can just pay on the gate. You can pay on the gate, or if you we have um, Bulmer's bundles online, and um, you can buy on the discounted rates online. So if you go to tipperaryraces.ie um, to our to pre-purchase tickets, and obviously you can pay the gate as well. Brilliant stuff, uh, Andrew Hogan from Tipperary Racecourse. Thanks for joining us on across the line. Thanks a million, Paul. So there's plenty to look forward to down in Tipperary Racecourse on Sunday. Now, as always, on a Friday evening, it's time to talk dogs with Barry Drake. Tip FM's Greyhound Update, in association with Greyhound Racing Ireland, because this runs deep. It's another busy weekend of Greyhound Racing action with so much to look forward to all over the country and it all gets underway at the local uh, Clanmel Greyhound Stadium uh, tonight with some good racing down for decision. It all gets underway there in Clanmel at 7.30 and um, as I said, a couple of uh, powerful and um, exciting trackers in action, of course. We have the Burgess Bucks at Stud Owen 2 uh, Bitch Stake getting underway. That's kindly sponsored by JJ Fenley and that's sure to be a big attraction on the uh, night with a couple of leading kennels represented. We also have the BNT Sports A5, A6 uh, Bitch Stake getting underway as well. That'll be uh, another interesting competition, of course, uh, over the course of the next couple of weeks. One to keep an eye on uh, tonight um, in that event, uh, Borna Silk, who uh, makes its return to racing action there in the night race. That one for Kate to one. It's yet to win in seven career starts, but this is a drop in class, and I think it should feature prominently um, in that race. Others to watch out for, Skydeck for Sean Ryan and Cashel. That one has caught the eye um, over the course of the last couple of weeks. And that's it, Jaffa, who's owned by Liam Cattle and Tony Lacey and Turles. That was the 29-43 winner last time. That's another one that should be in the mix. Switching our attentions to Turles on Saturday night, uh, 7.35 start there with plenty of top-class action uh, down for decision. The feature race, of course, is the final of the Casco Dog Foods ON2525 final, €2,200 Euros, uh, to the winner. And um, all eyes here... Uh, will be on this feature finally of the likes of two slip jigs uh, for Jason Fletcher who was a 29-12 uh, winner in uh, last week's uh, semi-final that's a big contender there for the Tipperary Kennel and you also have Vis-a-Vis who will start as one of the market leaders uh, 29-28 last week but a 28-94 winner in the opening round that's an exciting youngster there uh, for trainer Dave Burke and over owner uh, Javier uh, Jaren so that's the uh, feature in Turles there and that's sure uh, to attract a bumper crowd. Back to the local action in Clonmel on Sunday night, 7.30 start as well. And the feature race in the night, of course, is the John White Memorial A2, A3, 550 Perpetual Cup Final, €2,600 Euros to the winner. And uh, it promises to be 
a fantastic decider where you have the likes of a daring Bono uh, likely to go well for Michael Mead, a promising uh, young tracker there for James Maguire and Michael Miller. It's one three of its nine starts, but the likely favour coming from trap number two, that of course is the counsellor. Uh, this one for uh, Cork trainer Patrick Barrett set the uh, standard when winning in 30.06 last week. Sure to be right in the mix, but keep an eye on trap number one, Ruffian Angel. This one for Golden Base trainer Rachel Wheeler. Certainly not out of it here, but will need to produce one of its better starts that's owned by Cheryl Sutcliffe in Cashel so um, very busy time at the moment of course in the world of greyhound racing we'll touch on the uh, the, the two very uh, big events uh, this weekend but not to forget we're coming up to that time of the year again uh, Christmas parties at the dogs um, are certainly going to prove very popular and uh, just to let the listeners know of course that the Christmas packages are now live for all Greyhound Racing Ireland uh, venues and of course you can check that out there on www.gogreyhoundracing.ie back into um, Shelburne Park on Saturday night what a final uh, down for decision there at the uh, Dublin venue and um, it's been a, an excellent competition over the course of the last couple of weeks and that of course is the final of the um, 2023 uh, um, juvenile um, event here of course and um, as I said it's the Time Greyhound Nutrition Juvenile Derby final great sponsorship there from Time Greyhound Nutrition 25,000 euros to the winner and plenty of Tipperary interest I'm going with two Ballin Akil Alf, who's drawn uh, to win for me. That one for the Pillar Syndicate, of course, and Golden Base trainer Graham Holland. But keep an eye on the likes of the Robert Gleason trained at Droopy's flight line in trap number six. That's another leading player there for outright glory. Back to the action in Cork on Saturday night. It's quarterfinal night at the um, Cork Circuit. And that features the 2023 Bear One Racing Irish Greyhound Laurels, which has turned into another sensational event at the um, Curraheen Park venue over the course of the last couple of weeks and uh, looking forward to the uh, four quarterfinals um, this weekend. The standout performer for me so far in the event has been uh, Jack Tavern Bolt who's trained by Graham Holland for the Pillar Syndicate 27.99 last week. He's won his last seven around Cork and he's certainly in tremendous form. He's one of the stars of the show along with uh, Carrick Aldo uh, another one to keep an eye on in race number 10. That one, of course, wounded on Dock Irish Sprint Cup and trained near Mullingar by David Murray. Another one with a chance there is Radical Hero for Tipperary trainer uh, Tommy O'Donovan. While Glengar Marta is another big player in the uh, fourth and final heat for Kappa White trainer Pat Buckley. All to play from the Laurels uh, quarterfinals on Saturday night. And no doubt we'll have plenty to talk about again come next week. And my many thanks to Barry Drake there giving us his comprehensive rundown on all things greyhound racing happening here in the Premier County and further afield this weekend. Now that's just about all we got time for for this evening's show. A reminder, there's two live games on Tip FM this weekend. Tomorrow evening, Saturday, quarter past seven, Lockmore Castellani versus Thurler Sarsfield Senior Hurling Semi-Final. Our action there is with thanks to Defuicha at the Archbaron Thurlis. And then on Sunday at half past three, Kiladangan versus Tumi Varan, the other Senior Hurling Semi-Final. That's also live here on Tip FM with thanks to Aurier Own Dylan in Nina. If you're just tuning in, we looked ahead to the uh, weekend of Hurling, Camogie, uh, the Greyhound Racing and the Horse Racing, and you can listen back to the show on the Tip FM SoundCloud. It should be up there in the next few minutes on, on Tip FM's social media channels. But for now, that's all I have. I'll be back on duty, back on air tomorrow evening for that third of Sarsfields versus Lockmore Castellani game. Until then, have a good Friday evening, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye for now.